ready to rise above loud, angry headlines, longing for an alternative to the world's fighting and fear-mongering? Christianity Today magazine offers a trustworthy, faithful perspective on stories that matter to you, from the church next door to movements and ministries all around the world. Subscribe to CT for full access to in-depth reporting, insightful commentary, and redemptive storytelling, both online and in print. A subscription to CT also includes seasonal devotionals, special issues, and exclusive content. Visit orderct.com today or click the link in the show notes to get started and join a growing community of thoughtful evangelical Christians who value different news that makes a difference. That's orderct.com to subscribe today. Welcome to Questions and Ethics with Russell Moore, where we apply the gospel of the kingdom to cultural issues and your questions about the Christian life. And now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Russell Moore, president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and you're listening to Questions and Ethics. This is a program where we take a question that you're grappling with right now and look at it through the lens of the kingdom of Christ. Our question today comes via Twitter from Nate, and Nate is wondering about Russia. Russia is, of course, on everyone's minds uh, right now because the Winter Olympics are going on, so she, Russia, and uh, so a lot of conversation going on in American culture generally about Russia and what Russian society is about. He links to an article from uh, the Washington Times that says, who's godless now? Russia says it's the U.S., Putin seizes on the issue of traditional values. And he says, I just wonder what you would think about that. So that's a good question. Is Russia pro-family values? Now, I'm going to go ahead and do full disclosure. For those of you who don't know, I have close personal ties to Russia because two of my sons are Russians, which means not only uh, in through the act of adoption have our sons become part of our family and part of our story, but also we became part of their family and part of their story. So we consider ourselves in many ways Russians to some degree because we have a connection with Russia and we love uh, the Russian people because we love the people who gave life uh, to our sons. And so we spend a lot of time in our family thinking about Russian heritage, Russian history, those sorts of things. It really kind of makes my blood boil when I hear Vladimir Putin claiming to be pro-family values. And I, I, know, uh, I know this is the case. This article talks about the fact that Putin and the Russian government, uh, the Kremlin, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church are saying that there have been uh, policies pursued in the West, meaning America, that are anti-family values. They're toward the degradation of the family and toward uh, tearing down God. Of course, you and I both know that I have a strong concern for, I wouldn't use the word values, I, I would use the, the words of uh, ethical Christian principles that are found in Scripture. What the Word of God reveals to be the case, including about the makeup of the family. So I believe that sexuality is to be expressed only within marriage, and marriage is defined as the union of a man and a woman in a permanent one flesh union for life. 
and I believe that family stability is in the best interest of everybody, not just of those who are in those families, but entire society, entire human flourishing. That said, I have heard over the past couple of years, many, many times, Vladimir Putin and his regime seeking to lecture America and the rest of the world about uh, family values, and I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying a country that sets itself up that has the sort of rampant abortion rate that Russia has, the sort of country that has orphanages filled with children, not allowing other countries to adopt, and there is no real adoption culture happening in Russia, nothing being done that I can see to encourage one within Russia. So you have children who are languishing in orphanages, they're aging out of those orphanages, and then are just left to fend for themselves, often in prostitution or substance abuse or even suicide. Don't tell me that that's pro-family values. And that's especially the case when you have someone who was operating as a KGB operative back during the Cold War and now is using very authoritarian and bullying measures. Now, we as Christians should not take the stance that the enemy of our opponents is our friend. Just because somebody stands up and says, we think that some things that you think are bad are bad too, so we're going to use the power of the state to try to run those people out of here. That is not a Christian ethic. The, The Scripture does not give to us a KGB to seek to maintain biblical Christian ethics. It gives to us the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, that's where I think the Russian government right now is on the other side of what the Word of God teaches. The Word of God tells us that all people are created in the image of God. Scripture tells us that life is infinitely precious. Scripture tells us that we ought to be working to support and to keep families together. And what do we have in Russia right now? We have a regime that is fundamentally, constantly seeking to hem in human rights, not only in Russia, but also across the world. Remember, Russia and the Russians are the ones supporting behind the scenes what's happening in Syria, a regime that's gassing children. Don't tell me that that's pro-family values. Don't tell me that's pro-traditional values. And you have a regime that is using many aspects of the Russian Orthodox Church. Now, I'm not saying anything negative about my Eastern Orthodox friends, and I have many and many very commendable Eastern Orthodox people, Eastern Orthodox churches, and Russian Orthodox people and Russian Orthodox churches. But the Russian Orthodox Church has historically often lined itself up with the government, There have been some exceptions where you have some heroic figures in Russian Orthodox life, and I'm going to be the first to admit that if it weren't for some of those heroic Russian Orthodox people during the Cold War, we would have have not have had the sort of principled opposition to Stalin and to to others in that cruel and, and godless regime. But nonetheless, the Russian Orthodox Church at the institutional level has often lined itself up with the government. And as a Baptist, as a free church Christian, I am very nervous whenever any government stands up and starts using Christian terms evacuated of Christian content 
for political purposes. And I think that's exactly what Vladimir Putin's Russia is doing right now. There, you, you can ask Russian evangelicals what sort of world they're living in. And it is a very difficult life in which often they are being harassed by people uh, in their culture, both within the government and within the institutional church. That's not freedom. That's not uh, traditional values. That's just a an authoritarian state. So what we ought to be listening to, I think, is not what sort of rhetoric is coming from this ex-KGB operative in the Kremlin. I think what we ought to be looking for is the sort of society that honors the image of God, that honors the family, and honors the family not just in talk, but in a way that seeks to not only uh, incentivize marriage and, and family, but the protection of children, the protection of children in the womb, and the protection of children in those orphanages. And then the sort of society that respects and honors human rights. That means not propping up murderous regimes around the world, and that means not restricting the religious liberties of uh, minority religions, including evangelicals, within, within the regime. I think that's what we ought to be looking for at a base-level start, not just whether or not someone can spout off slogans from the Kremlin. I think we can see with the Olympics what we have happening here, and this is, a, this is something that happens often, is that you have a government that wants to make itself look, uh, look good in the eyes of the world, and it wants to try to find some, some reason to be seen as superior to the rest of the world. And they're right now using this language of family values, attempting to say, well, now we're, we're godly and the rest of the world is godless, in ways that I think could be very cunningly able to deceive a lot of people. We shouldn't listen to that. We should instead say, where are the results? And frankly, this is that sort of Constantinian temptation that we see over and over and over again in the history of uh, the church. People who want to use the language of Christianity, but without any real concern for the content of Christianity, to use as a political tool. That's not what the gospel of Jesus Christ is about. Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul tells us, the kingdom of God, the Apostle Paul tells us, is not a matter of talk but of power. So I would say on the question of is Russia pro-family values, no. There are Russian people who are. Uh, there are some Russian families who are. There are some Russian churches who are. But the Russian government, no. I'm skeptical of that, and I think we need to pray for the day when the Russian people are free. They're, they're free from communist dictatorship. Let's pray that they will be free from this sort of authoritarian rule as well. What's your question? What's on your mind? Really appreciate you listening to this broadcast on questions and ethics. Maybe there's something that you're struggling with. Maybe there's something you're thinking through. You, maybe you've been reading your, your Bible and there's a passage you come across that you're, you're wondering about, or maybe you've been having a conversation with a neighbor or a friend, or maybe there's something that you're wrestling with in your family or in your marriage or in your church or in your workplace. Whatever it is, send it to me at questions at erlc.com or by Twitter at the hashtag AskRDM. So until next time. Seek the kingdom and walk the line. This is Russell Moore. If you'd like to submit a question, email us at questions at erlc.com. That's questions at erlc.com. 
or on Twitter and Facebook, use the hashtag AskRDM. Thanks for listening to the Questions and Ethics podcast with Russell Moore. To check out future broadcasts, subscribe via iTunes or visit us on ERLC.com. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip.